On April 25, 1993, hundreds of thousands of queer people took over the streets in Washington, D.C. for the March on Washington for Lesbian, Gay, and Bi Equal Rights and Liberation. An estimated 800,000 people marched together on the Capitol to protest the treatment of LGBTQ people. They had seven demands. Number one, passage of a lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender civil rights bill and an end to discrimination by state and federal governments, including the military. Repeal of all sodomy laws and other laws that criminalize private sexual expression between consenting adults. Number two, massive increase in funding for AIDS education, research, and patient care. Universal access to health care, including alternative therapies and an end to sexism in medical research and healthcare. Number three, legislation to prevent discrimination against lesbians, gays, bisexuals, and transgender people in the areas of family diversity, custody, adoption, and foster care, and that the definition of family includes the full diversity of all family structures. Number four, full and equal inclusion of lesbians, gays, bisexuals, and transgender people in the educational system, and inclusion of lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender studies in multicultural curricula. Number five, the right to reproductive freedom and choice, to control our own bodies, and an end to sexist discrimination. Number six, an end to racial and ethnic discrimination in all forms. And finally, number seven, an end to discrimination and violent oppression based on actual or perceived sexual orientation, identification, race, religion, identity, sex, and gender expression, disability, age, class, and or AIDS slash HIV infection. To put these demands in the context of when they were written, in 1993, the AIDS crisis was still raging on, and HIV-related deaths would peak two years later in 1995. The role of queer people in the military was an issue in the presidential elections the year before, and although Don't Ask, Don't Tell wouldn't be enacted until December of 1993, the potential policy was being widely discussed already, especially after the high-profile case of gay U.S. Navy Petty Officer Alan R. Schindler Jr., who had been beaten to death in 1992. Across the country, legislation like Amendment 2 in Colorado was attempting to set discrimination against LGBTQ people into stone. The march was as much a celebration as it was a demonstration. While combating discrimination and promoting civil rights were primary goals of the march and the rally, and the rally held after it, it was also a revelry of queer people. In 1993, the internet was very much in its nascent stage, and many queer people were lucky to know even a couple others if they didn't live in a large city like New York or San Francisco. There was a sense of euphoria in the crowd from being surrounded by other queer people, united by common goals and expressing pride together. This march wasn't the first LGBTQ march on Washington. There were marches in 1979 and 1987, but this march was considerably bigger. So big, in fact, that it took two years to plan. Anyone who's tried to arrange a surprise party knows how hard it is to corral 25 people, so imagine trying to organize a march with almost a million people in attendance. You won't have to try too hard to imagine, however. In our next episode, we'll talk with Dr. Scout, one of the co-chairs of the march. Tune in in two weeks to hear about the process of organizing such a large event, the struggles of representation on the stage and in the march, and the exhilaration of being a part of something so groundbreaking.